Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You kind of danced. Can I talk yet? You can talk now. <laughs> you did a little head Professional. Bop. Professionals. We did. You know, I really should find a way where we just like start, but then don't have the intro so we can listen to it. But I kind of like that we... Like Joe Rogan podcast. Ugh, I don't you get... You get the pre-talk. Oh, yeah, they were having a chat beforehand. Oh, or were they? Were they? No one knows. knows. I, don't like, I don't like Joe Rogan's podcast. Shade. Casting it. We've only started. It's only been 39 seconds. I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, he used to be a stand-up comedian. And fighter. Yeah, 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 yeah. But as an entertainer, he was meant to be a stand-up comedian, right? He is the least funny podcast person I've ever watched. Like, I get it. It has he, its moments. It's, it's, it never it's has purposefully its meant to be serious, though. It's not meant to be funny. He's had comedians on, and there's like, ooh, rapport. And it's like, n- not from him at all. I've, I've watched podcasts with people who aren't comedians, who are funnier and more intriguing and engaging than him. So, he, he's the Louis Theroux of podcasts. So no, for me, Louis Theroux's funny. No, no, as in... Like when you watch Louis Theroux, you're not watching it for Louis Theroux. I don't know. Maybe well, you, do, maybe do. you yeah, do. Maybe yeah, you yeah. do. Okay. Some people like his awkward touch part of their bodies while watching. <laughs> but um, <laughs> there we are. Never mind. Um, but it's more what they get out of the other person. Yeah, that, I th- and he's is. good. And Joe, people have got all opinions about him and the people yeah. he has on. But he's good at. I think he's good at getting the realism out of. He people. has good guests, 
but my problem is is he's very boring and you've got these great guests who have got so much interesting stuff to say but the conversation is very one-sided and dull and i just feel like he just he just sucks the life out of what could be a really interesting show like i've watched like i watched this travis barker one and i've watched travis barker in interviews because he's very softly spoken and stuff yeah like that. he needs his people to bring him out of himself yeah and you're just like oh my god and i've watched in, like rob zombie and like um edward snowden and it's like you've got the possibility to have really interesting content here but joe rogan sucks the life like a literal personality vampire out of them and then everyone just doesn't want to watch it we're here to talk about films <laughs> <laughs> we'll spend an hour talking about how start I, the clock yeah how, i don't, how we I don't like joe rogan films. it's not funny it's not funny um what are we doing oh podcast <laughs> Audio listeners, hello. I've been at work. I've literally walked through the door. Jake Hi. pulled up at the same time as me. And uh, so I'm, I'm in work mode, which doesn't exist because I'm just an idiot at work. So I'm trying to get into podcast professional content creator mode. And how do we do that? We do that by introducing the podcast gang. Yay. Whoop, so whoop. Whoop, everyone's here. Val is here. She's under Hi, a Val. blanket this evening because it's a bit chilly. Cozy. She's, she is, isn't she? She's made a cave. The Giggly Wiggly is here. The real Akumas are here, and Big Boy Papa Kuma is here. So hello, everyone. We also have a new desk set up. So audio listeners, my podcast arm is back, and I don't have to manually hold my microphone. I am hands-free. Those are my rings. I wear a lot of rings, so I feel like a mayor. Um, and yeah, we're all here, and the, the, the Kumas are all in a little corner together now rather than spread out. So I think they're – oh, look, this one's in – Kira Kuma's in the way of Papa Kuma's face. There we go. Question. Oh, yes. Um – if the Kumas had accents, maybe they do. They're Japanese. Um, okay, let's not go there. That would sound <laughs> racist. One of us is going to do a Japanese accent. No, <laughs> not me. Um, Papa, uh, Rila Kuma, big boy Papa Kuma. Um, if you watch the show, that he just makes a noise going ooh, 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 like a, a weird baritone. Sex fiend. Yeah, he does like a baritone noise. Um, and then Kira Kuma makes the same kind of noises, but a bit more high pitch. I think Kira Kuma is meant to be mm. a lady. Welcome to the show where we just talk about Rilakuma, or the Japanese pronunciation is Rilakuma. Also, audio listeners, the Giggly Wiggly has suffered more damage since the last show. Uh, Val has managed to take out some of the noise implements in it. This is a toy designed for um, Never to be Destroyed, but um, it's it's on its last legs. So I'm feeling for the next episode after this, I am going to spend another fifteen ninety nine. <laughs> That's how much that cost. Um, on a new Giggly Wiggly, which we may unveil on the next show, which will be exciting. Val eats fifteen ninety nine for breakfast. For breakfast. Actually, she's had that for a year, so I okay. am. Uh, it's fair. It's one of those um, seen on TV things, JML or whatever, uh. and it's like, get the Giggly Wiggly for your dog. And it's like a 10-minute infomercial, and it's like, yeah, I used to work in Pets at Home, and we sold them there. They're good. They're good. They're good toys. So, Val, can you stop killing it? It's got to make it to the next episode. She does not She does look happy. <laughs> right stink eye going on she, over there. She, uh, her whale eye, I call it, when she looks from the side. Like, you know, your whale eye. She gives a whale eye. I think she's cold. She's over the winter. We had a nice sun today, but that's not the point. Um, Films. No. Section two. Oh, everyone, Jake's here. Hello. <laughs> this is your second episode. What did we talk mm. about? Jordan Peele, didn't we? We did. Oh, they were I, good, those I was talking to my boss, Emma, and she went, I like the episodes with Jake. I feel like I'm interested in what he has to say. Thanks, Emma. <laughs> she, was, I don't, she said something like that. She went, I really feel like I want to listen to him. So you have a fan. Emma, sit back. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
you. And let's tell she a story about... She knows whether I have she listens okay. to it while she's driving. Okay. Give her a little... Careful, there's a car for the <laughs> side. <laughs> that was for you, Emma. I hope you enjoy that. She's just crashed or something. Did you signal? Did you signal? <laughs> did, Jesse, did you check all three mirrors? I'm sure you didn't. <laughs> um, before we get into this week's... I'm moving the arm. Uh, there we go. Before... Oh, my eye itches. Oh, does that ever happen to you, Jake? <laughs> Does your eye ever Occasionally. <laughs> it's getting to me. I've had conjunctivitis. <laughs> oh, God, I haven't had that since I was really young. Yeah, yeah well, that was great. Oh, it really itches. I'm, audio listeners, I'm, I, look, I wear a lot of fake eyelashes, 20 at a time, and it's hard to itch one's eye. We have to get... First world problems. Oh, I'm so white. It's awful. I'll never forget the time when my sister was talking about Africa, and she went, well, of course it's a third world country. They don't have iPads. I was like, yep, that's how you decide it. That's the <laughs> defining. <laughs> Their farmers have mobile phones, though, which I think is really good. But do they have iPads? Maybe. You're wearing shorts and it's cold. Yeah, I, I just, I, well, I'm not really thinking properly at the moment. So. Jake's had a little Get cold. Get ready for some rambles. Oh, God, yeah. Last time you Jake shot this, flew. you'd also had a cold because you've been traveling. Think it adds to the r- podcast Ugh. voice. You're arousing Emma. No, no, no. She's happily married. It's innocent. It's innocent. The next segment of the show is sweet treats. <laughs> As <we did. laughs> now, I think my audio listeners are desperate to know how the beef burgers in a can went for you. Amazing. There was you so I was expect you know mm. I eat anything and everything. That's Trash. Like if I was an X man, <laughs> X man, X person, then I my nice my film feet reference by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> I'm not actually a big Marvel fan, don't judge me. No one is. So, um, <laughs> are they films? That's the big debate, isn't it? They're not, trash. They're not absolute yeah, trash. I'm not watching something. them. Yeah. Um, uh, burgers. So, I was, expecting, uh, burgers. I was expecting it to be awful. <laughs> yeah. But, but, so, okay. uh, I mean, how deep how deep a dive do you want me to do? Here? I don't think we need to go as deep as you okay, want to go. Okay. So, so, the issue I have with a lot of canned meat is gelatin. Okay. okay. <laughs> mm, who's eating their dinner Ooh. while listening to this? <laughs> Not anymore. So um, it didn't. It didn't have gelatin. It had okay. a, l- a lovely gravy. Oh, yes, because it was in a soup, With wasn't onion. it? Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay. That made it win for me. I also gave you a, uh, what I can call an industrial-sized jar of olives. Yeah, they didn't last Yeah, long. I was going to say, I'm sure that went well. Well, on theme... Thanks, by the way. You're welcome. Did you eat them when you went camping, or did you just quaff them? Nah. You just quaff those cans. <laughs> I had them as a snack. Ew. <laughs> on oh god, the wires every every week, every month. Sorry, we know there's wire issues. On theme, uh, let me deep in, let me go into the deep drawer. It's time for the deep drawer. You realise this is the real reason I come and do this. Yeah, podcast. you don't care about my show. <laughs> I really need so. a snack. <laughs> well, uh, all your listeners, as we know, I'm do? going into the deep drawer. Ooh, there's a can on top, Jake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got you. An all-day breakfast in a can. Da, 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 da. I, I can't hand it to you because you're, you're too far away. I, I'm wheeling out. Now, I'll read it to you first of all. Um, for the big breakfast tasty man, it's got beans, sausages, and bacon burgers in it. It's called the big breakfast hunger breakers. This is for you Ooh, to enjoy cold. Burgers. I assume you won't cook it. Oh, that's disgusting. See how I'm feeling? Yeah. <laughs> that's Ooh. gross. I, I mean, to be fair, mm. the picture looks realistic. Like, you I look at that picture and you think, I don't want to eat that. I do believe that's a photograph, Jake, yes. Yeah. Pretty well, no, you know what I mean? On also on the site, I got you food. an actual sweet treat. I got you the brand new, and I'm going to pitch it. I know you like dark chocolate. The brand Lovely. new 
Bourneville Mint Crisp Bourneville. bar that's just been released. Oh, I don't know if you're a mint chocolate boy, but I thought you could enjoy the new products. Oh, we're, uh, ha- we're handing him over. We're handing him over. Look at that. Thank you. So, um, for any South Africans out there, it reminds me of a peppermint crisp. Yabri. Um, so, dark chocolate tick. You love it. I'm not normally a fan of mint with chocolate. But, but I'll revert back to my superpower of eating anything. So thanks. Audio listeners, Val's got up. No, she'll have that. She um she found a uh, miniature malt loaf <laughs> in a in an individually wrapped packet on the floor yesterday, and she's disappointed that her blanket's gone. Mm. You you've ruined it for yourself, Val. You got out of the blanket. Uh, aren't humans amazing? How do you mean? Like miniaturization. Of everything. Yeah, she found a, a miniature saurine loaf <laughs> I- in a pile of trash and tried to eat it. Audio listeners, yesterday was Valentine's Day and Val has a girlfriend and oh. um, she gave her a little Valentine's Day uh, basket of toys with a boiled egg in it because her girlfriend likes boiled eggs and a framed photo of her own face. Uh, and then she tried to eat a malt loaf she found in the trash. No, Val. Oh, oh no, she she figured out the wire. You're doing better than me. This uh, Anyway, um, I hope you enjoy those. Thank you. Things. I will quaff them. Are you really going to eat the bacon burger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if the bacon burger is just one big piece. I'm interested in what that tastes like. Because I've had uh, sausage burgers. Me too. Like if you have uh, takeaway from the people with a big M. Mackey D's. Am I allowed to talk about it? Yeah, yeah, picture brand, picture brand. Other ones exist. Five guys at all. Um, Yeah, they're breakfast things. They call it sausage when it looks like a burger. Yeah, I just think they're just cutting things into circles because their yeah. eggs are a perfect circle as well. It's all very but, confusing. But I don't go to Mackey D's. But I'm not sure how that's going to work with bacon as a sausage. It's just, I reckon that it 50% of the can is just that <laughs> and then there's some beans on top. <laughs> a little bean and then a sausage. Make it a savoury 99 like an Alan Partridge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yes. You could do that. You could pull the sausage out and then pop it in like a flake. It's a savoury 99. eggs? No. So you don't need a barrier? <laughs> Jake is ah. <laughs> the dark magic. Val, stop getting excited about my sweet treats. Oh, I want the bacon in a can. Imagine if she had a Jamaican accent. Oh, she's woken up. Yeah, because she, you got. She thinks you're gonna quaff a bit. Try a little bit of the mint crisp while we're on air. Is, that, is that right with Val? No, she can't eat it, but you can eat it. Jake's going in. No, Val. <laughs> Chocolate kills your kind. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> apparently malt loaf does. No, she once ate. She found chocolate outside and she ate it and she got in nuts. She was hyper. Jake's ravaging the wrapper. Have a little square. See what you think. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Oh, you got a whole line. Seeing this is a review podcast. Mm, okay. I like the texture. Yeah. Lots of uh, little bits. knobbly bits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can hear that on the mic. It's so crunchy and loud. Audio listeners, he's having a bite. He looks perturbed. What's up? No, no, it's good. It's Do nice. you like it? Is it super minty? The mint is turned down a little bit, which is good for me. <laughs> so volume three. <laughs> it's like, right, I'll I'll say, you know, I'll give my reasoning, right? Who would brush their teeth and straight away eat some chocolate? This or, is my argument know, with mint chocolate. Yes, it tastes like toothpaste and people don't believe. But they seem to be putting mint and orange in with everything now. I don't mind orange. Though. And they've made uh, Malteser caramels. They've just come out this week as well. So yeah. every Oh, everything's going on. This is a food show review. <laughs> we never talk about food. Probably no. what I should do. Right. I didn't have time to look this up because, as I said, audio listeners, I've just been at work and I also haven't had time this week. I don't know how to pronounce his surname. The director. Shamalama. Is <laughs> <laughs> Racist. Um, 
Shamalayan. We're talking about M Night Shamalama. Also, his middle name isn't Knight. What is it? I went on Wikipedia and everything. Oh. It, it's an it's a name of South Asian origin okay. that he probably thought people would struggle to. I pronounce. can imagine we can we're struggling to say his godforsaken surname. What's this? But we name? should but we should step up to the plate and get over ourselves and practice. I read it. it when I well because I watched the village the other day and it's I I had come to the in my mind where I thought it was Shyla Man. But I could Shia be wrong. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shyla man. Shyamalan. Which sounds like a baddie from a horror film. <laughs> Shambleman. He's, he's, Shambleman. Okay, uh, for, for, for continuity's sake, we're going to call him M. Night Milkshake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just M. Night. M. Night, he's just called Mike, him, Michael he Knight. He sounds like an MC. <laughs> Michael, so we're Michael Knight, yeah. We're gonna, Val, would you find somewhere to sit, please? There's no chocolate. Jake's... Jake's quaffed eat. Yeah, don't drop stuff, mate. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, yeah, you might. What one do you want to talk about first? So I... Uh, oh, because we've only... Oh, yes, audio listeners. We picked three to talk about because he's done uh, quite a few. We picked the big hitters, I would say. I picked two of the big hitters and then I picked the new one, which was old. So we've talked about The Sixth Sense, which is a classic. The Village, because I don't want to talk about signs because I'm too in love with Rory Culkin and I can't mm, talk about how sexy... Films, but I can't talk about how sexy Rory Culkin is because he's like 10 in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you, Rory Culkin. I hope that we get married one day. You should divorce your wife and marry me. Um, and we're, yeah, so what are we talking about? The Village, Sixth Sense, and Old. Yeah, now, so should I give my background on those? So Sixth Sense... Talk, which one do you want to talk about first? I feel like Sixth Sense... So Sixth Sense I saw in the cinema... Did you? And it, and it got to me, it like frightened me. Really? And yeah, 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 I was one of those people. Um, I also didn't f- uh, figure out the spoiler. And yeah. I feel like I've seen it maybe five times. Good, it's a good film, it's a good film. It's a good film. The other, the other two, I'd seen The Village once with you mm. about 10, Million years 12 ago. years ago. So I thought I'd rewatch that. And there was a lot about it that I was pleasantly surprised about. Same. With more reg- with regards to actors. Yes, oh, we, oh, we'll get to that, we'll get to that. We'll a lot of that. them have done, done quite well for Very themselves. Very well for themselves. And I had yeah, no yeah, idea, yeah, I had yeah, no yeah. idea. It's funny what you remember and what you don't. And then uh, I hadn't seen um, Old, so I watched that for the first time We're pretty recently. much in the same boat. I watched Sixth Sense on Sky Cinema when I was young. Did you think about eating a bit of chocolate yep. then? You can eat it. That's fine. You can chew on, you can chew. Some of my audio listeners might like it. Um, <laughs> chewing... I remember watching, uh, we'll talk about Sixth Sense first because we're here now, right? we're at that point. I remember watching the Sixth Sense on like Sky Cinema when I was really young. And I tell you, man, I'm in the same boat. The girl under the bed throwing up, oh, that scene, that terrifying. The scene where he's in the school and the people were hanging from the yeah. top of the stairs. And it's just so creepy the way they have the conversation with them in the background. And I think who else really freaked me out? Um... I think it was like when the woman is in the kitchen and she's like, look what you made me do. And she's cut her wrists and she turns around and she's all like. The soup girl again. Played by Misha Barton, who went on to play Marissa in the OC, which is personally what I think is one of the best teen dramas ever that's ever come out. Can I just talk about the OC? I love the OC. Thanks very much. Hi, Dan. (laughs) That's One Tree Hill. Oh, One Tree Hill, sorry. No, the OC's got Sandy Cohen in it. Sandy Cohen is my TV dad, which I've mentioned before. And it's the rich kids in California. California. (laughs) <laughs> We've been on a run, napping in the sun. That made Val want to come over and jump on my lap. Looking out for number one. Do you not remember the OC? I, kn- I know what it is. Why haven't you watched it? It's uh, it's not meh. It's <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. I'm 
It's brilliant. I have no opinion. Everyone <laughs> it didn't if, seem like my sort of thing. If you haven't watched the OC and you're an adult, please go back and watch the OC and appreciate, and I will say this, quite quality teen drama TV writing because a lot of teen, teen dramas do lack, and I'm in agreement, but the OC, I simp for it. Anyway, <laughs> that was Misha Barton's first role, and she's English in real life, and I think she does a very good job. Yeah. There's one bit where she suddenly appears and pukes up. Is that it? Yes. Under the... Or is that the bit he you goes said? in the tent, doesn't he, to yeah. get away from him. And then he just turns around and she's in there like, I'm feeling better now. Oh, God, it's so... She's terrifying. And even when you watch it back later in life, her as a visual is not terrifying because she just looks like a girl who's eating too much porridge. But, like, um, it's it's the way they appear to the kids. It's the Ooh. jumps. It's the suddenness. He's very, that film's so good at jumpiness, which is my um, sweet spot, my uh, G-spot for um, <coughs> horror. Isn't like seeing like Freddy cut someone open. Hi, hi, Freddy. It's more, it's jumps. Jumps are the ones that get me um, waiting for something to appear and it doesn't when you think and uh, backwards and forwards. But it, I love the scene, love, 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 love the scene where... Um, the ghost gets the video. <sighs> the poisoned gives, girl. She gives him the video. She slides yeah. out from under the bed yeah, in yeah, such yeah. an obtuse manner. And it's just like, if I... But he's at that point, I think, in the film where he's not that scared of him anymore because I think that's a bit when um, he's kind of said, like, they need your help and stuff like that. And so he's like, oh, I have to take the video. But... Um, the scene where they watch that, the family watch that video is really oh good. God, I know. The, the, the sort the of cringy... Dad. No, like, oh, like trying to put yourself in the, ste- the it was stepmother's, step-mom, the yeah, stepmother's yeah. like I didn't do it I yeah. just wanted the money and you're just like oh it's yeah. such a t-. the funny thing is I thought it was interesting is because like um, it was it was good to see the evil stepmother trope being played out in a way that wasn't actually classless to be honest because usually you get the whole evil stepmom thing and it's just, just typical and she's a drunk and stuff but like I can't remember the motive I think the motive for her wanting her dead is that she just didn't like her and she wanted the, the, the husband all to herself. Well, yeah, probably selfishness. Yeah, and there's yeah, nothing happens. to do with money. There's nothing to do with like inheritance or anything like that. They're not they're not portrayed to be exceptionally wealthy people. And it's it's literally either you and it, it leaves it unquestioned because it's like she's either got Munchausen by proxy, yeah, or she just is really into having that man all to herself. So. Uh, the takeaway from that, I think, is uh, uh, if you have some soup and it tastes slightly funny. Don't eat do the your soup. research. Do something yeah, about it. Yeah, and if you keep eating soup, everyone, and you get sick afterwards, stop eating the soup. I think even That's as for a, a sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> sandwiches. I think even as a child, I think she's what nine, ten. I think I'd have figured that out. I think my brain would have gone. I think it's the soup making me ill. Like I wouldn't have been dumb to it. But she, the kids, seem to be really trusting. And who at nine or ten doesn't know not to trust their step parent? We've seen the stepfather movies. <clears throat> They're brilliant. It's got Locke in it from Lost. <laughs> Also, we never had a classic scene of, you're not my real mum. You're not my real mum, stop giving me soup. Uh, okay, so I think Sixth Sense is a homage to capitalism. Mm-mm. Okay, so when did Sixth Sense <laughs> come out? 1997, I was at university, so it could be anywhere between 98 and 2002. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's around that Turn time. Turn of the thing. millennium. Yeah. We're at a point now where we're doing well financially, everyone is. Recession is just a distant dream and a distant past nightmare. You know, we're not thinking about 9-11 and stuff. <laughs> that's gonna Some people ha- are. Oh, God, yeah. Do you think they planned 9-11 that far in advance? Uh, 
But anyway, it was it, it was, in, it was in, people were dancing around, singing merry tunes with rabbits running around their feet. People were happier in the nineties. We were Definitely. in the we're in the the age of not knowing, tr- you know, of knowing boredom and how to cure boredom. We weren't reliant on our terrible social media depressions. And I think, you know, financially in a capitalist way, we were in that point where if you went to work for 40 hours a week, you could buy a house, you could go on two or three holidays a year, you could have two cars. Hard work paid off. Hard work paid off. Not like now, where I literally had to tell my boss the other day when he asked me I was enthusiastic about my job. I went, Justin, you have your house and you can afford to go on holiday and you can buy a new car if you need it. I went, I go to work to barely keep my head above the water. Yeah, and and I will, yeah, I will never retire. I will probably never get to go on air quote holidays that are of a dream status. You know, when someone's like, I want to go to Florida and they go, why would you want to go to Florida? No one wants to go to Florida. No, I do because I want to go to Florida, which is a BMX session. But if that wasn't there, I wouldn't want to go to Florida. But like people have that thing where they go, oh, I'm going to save up and go on a cruise. I'm going to go, you know, and in the 90s and the 80s and stuff, people achieved that. And the early 2000s, people were achieving that. Definitely. Yeah, we're not now. We're never going to retire. I'm working with people who keep having their retirement age pushed back and they're just like, but they own their house and stuff. So I'm like, jog on. You don't know how bad it could be. And then the people below me, the younger people, they're never, you're you're a teacher. They're never going to even be able to rent. Yeah, I'll try not to think about how depressing that is. Yeah, it's terrible. But, you know, so we're at the point where capitalism is paying off when this movie comes out. Like, you work hard, you play hard, baby. Someone's got a phone in their car, like a car phone. There's 80s music's (laughs) playing. Everyone's wearing suits. Bruce Willis is that man. He's got the nice house in the nice area. You know, their house is gorgeous. Massive. Once again, podcast audio listeners... I like aesthetics. I like beautiful houses. I like old-fashioned stuff. It's an Edwardian build. Uh, and he lives in this gorgeous house, doesn't he? And him and his wife have all the nice things and the nicely decorated... High ceilings. High ceilings. Gorgeous. Oh, stunning, stunning, stunning. Um, he dies, as we know. Spoiler alert. Away. Oh, my God. No one knows the ending to a film that's nearly 20 I, years I old. I didn't figure it out, by the way, ju- while watching it for the first time. No, neither did I. Oh, you're quite perceptive normally. I think it's it's very well hidden. But when you go back and watch it again and again and again, you're like, eh, you stupid idiot. Do you know what I mean? But like, um, I Th- therefore they managed it well. Yeah, it's an homage to the ca- the the gaining of capitalism. Even when you die, keep working. <laughs> Yeah. Keep getting those paychecks. Keep getting your wife her cushy life in her New York Edwardian townhouse or wherever they live. Just keep working because <laughs> you'll get the payoff, right? Not like now. As soon as we all die, we'd be like, yeah, we're done. Thanks very much. I've got nothing from you. But he's so married to his job. You know, he yeah. is a 90s to early 2000s. Do you know people who are now married to their job? No. I know people who just push the pen and go home. Like, no one cares that much about his job. He loves his job. He loves it. What was he, a psychiatrist? Child psychologist, yeah. Psychologist, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think I even know psychologists who are married to their jobs anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> they check in, they check out, they're done. They're like, I'm never going to retire. But like, it's an homage to that capitalist way of living, if you think about it, that he worked for, what, months maybe? dead yeah <laughs> he was like i love this i love this so much also my other problem with bruce willis where is my paychecks yeah where my why pa- did my paycheck stop <laughs> <laughs> who's paying into my pension do you think yeah she would have got his life insurance payout though wouldn't she because technically he died yeah, what you're crying job. about bitch <laughs> am i allowed to say that one? <laughs> yeah yeah oh. and then um, how married but my point is i do actually have a movie reference point to this is how married to your job did you have to be that you don't notice how absent your wife is? 
this is my point. Yeah, you, you yeah. see that in the film. Yeah, he is so obsessed with his work, like the child or whoever the other patients were in the past, that the way she treats him, the, the blankness and the sort of disassociation and not talking about what he probably perceives to be feelings, emotions and stuff like that, he perceives it as just every like when they turn up at the dinner, the anniversary dinner. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm late. I know I said I wouldn't do it. Da, 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 and then she leaves. He's so used to dismissing her because of his silly. Well, little and job. her dismissing him. And her dismissing him. A good, In a silent manner. Yeah. Well, I was I was learning about this the other day. <coughs> a good woman. Uh, audio listeners, the vow is vows pushed her blankie on the floor, and now she's annoyed. So she's trying to get under the very small pillow a 60 by 40 pillow uh <laughs> i only know that because i want a new cushion cover because someone chewed through the corner it was me uh <laughs> get a cat get a cat no i like val um i like dogs they make me feel loved no one else loves me i'm very sad um but you he's bruce willis's wife yeah <laughs> she's gonna pay my check and leave with your life insurance payout but yeah she's he's so used to dismissing her that he's he's become used to her dismissing him and i was reading the other day that uh, a woman will um actually no i wasn't reading what am i on about i was talking about this with emma your favorite number one fan we were talking about that a woman will double everything you give her but then they'll take away so much more you give a woman a home she uh, give a woman a house she makes it at home you you have sex with a woman she makes you a child you give a woman a love she'll love you 10 times more and help you grow like this is what women do we're in, we're we're not saying across the board that every woman does this but most women because we're, we're nurturers and so when a woman starts to shut you down oh boy howdy you've gone wrong double s- shut down you've gone wrong somewhere because <laughs> a woman will only stop talking about how she feels 100% with you when she becomes used to being told to oh, not have the conversation okay. so, so women will try <clears throat> we're triers so he's obviously what I'm saying is like a, she's obviously like been shut down numerous times for her to just be like I'm not even gonna bo- Men, if you're listening, once your woman doesn't bother sharing her emotional problems with you, you're done for. Try harder. So I what So what you're saying is he gave her the cold shoulder. Mm. She gave him <coughs> such a cold shoulder that he didn't realise he yeah. had died. I think this movie is... <laughs> yeah. I feel like this movie Ooh. is also an homage to um, the idiocy of men, maybe. <laughs> like, yeah, don't be mad. hard. Yeah, it's not hard. And I really do feel like he was... It, I get the point, like Bruce, he's trying so hard to help these people. Like I, you see it when he's talking to Cole, the little boy. He's so desperately, he's, he's good so, listener. Yeah, but not to his wife. Yeah. yeah, this is the problem. You can see his heart is in the right place in helping these children or the other patients or whoever he's with. You, he, tr- he's really like uh, audio listeners. As I've always said, I, uh, I am. I spend a lot of time with psychologists. <laughs> 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 I've been there a lot. And he's a very good psychologist. I could have done with him as a child. I could have done with someone speaking to me like that. Like, mm. obviously, um, M. Knight, my main man, our main dude right now, he obviously done the research into child psychology and how they, you know, talk and engage and, and do things like that. It was very well good, done. Good acting by Bruce Willis. Yeah. Do some people question him, don't they? No, I think he was excellent. Yeah. He, he was really was. good. I don't like He didn't Bruce. have to do or say a lot to be a good actor. But you, this is my point. You can feel his empathy towards the boy when they're talking yeah. and his good face acting he's got a big face non-verbal cues well done yeah but you can feel it you can feel his desire and he's coming from the right place where he wants to help these kids but at the end of the day 
yeah, you get that constant vibe that he, uh, yeah, he 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 brought that work home with him at the detriment of his own family. So yeah, yeah, I feel bad for him. Um, you know, if you're so bad that you don't realize you're dead, and that your wife is ignoring you, then um, you should reevaluate your personal relationships. <laughs> On poor Bruce. Yeah, yeah. But it did his career well. So. Also, in the final scene, when he figures out that he is dead, and that's the only time when he realises that there's blood on him, and I was like, were you just walking around for ages with a wet patch on your back <laughs> and you didn't figure that out? Like, Or was it? does it only manifest once they realise they're dead? Uh, it's ghosty things, so a lot of unnatural things could happen, couldn't they? Yeah, because... Although they try to sort of stay away from that, but... Yeah, because all the other people have blood on them apart from the vomit girl, because there's the kid with the back of his head missing, there's the woman with her wrists cut and stuff like that, and then Bruce Willis obviously got a, th- he got a through-and-through shot, didn't he? He got shot and it went through to his back, and I'm like, well, they've all got blood on them, and they n- know that they're dead, or they don't know that they're dead, but he doesn't realise he's got blood on him, and also his jacket's pretty dry most of the film. So I don't know what that part was. It was confusing. Maybe it's something connected with his memories and thoughts to bring back the reality. My favourite moment in the movie (laughs) is when they're in the car accident. And the boy goes, she's dead. And the mum's like, oh, the mother, she's such a good actress. Oh, she's so good. And she's like, well, how did you know? And then that woman is just standing at the car with no... That actress, how much did you get paid to just stand there and wander off with no lines? And then all I ever think about, when everyone says Bumblebee, I always just think about the Bumblebee pendant. Like, <laughs> the way he says it, he's like, she said, why do you take the Bumblebee pendant? And every time I just You like the cadence of that, yeah, yeah. Bumblebee pendant. Bumblebee pendant. Where is this Bumblebee pendant? I want to see it at this point. It sounds proper good. Everyone likes a Bumblebee pendant. Keep that cadence for your rap career. Oh, Bumblebee pendant. Getting down on my pendant. I can't do it. I'm stopping. Uh, I want to see the Bumblebee pendant. Why is it so good? It's elusive to me. <laughs> Show me it. I like a good bit of jewellery. Is it a big Bumblebee? Is it a small? Like, come on. I mean, none of them are small, are they? But in the pendant world, is it mm. the size of like a flavor flavor clock? Also, Just a massive bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> it's weighty and hurting my neck. <laughs> also, you have to go to a chiropractor. Speaking of bumblebees, do you think it's like total BS that when people say, "Oh, they're big, but they're armless." Don't know why Cockney says it, but they do. Because <laughs> only Cockney. I reckon they just came up with that just to, so little kids don't aren't horrifically scarred for the rest of their lives. Thing is, um, bumblebees don't mean to hurt us, and we need them to survive. Um, yes, but they this is what is said. But how true is it? Which human? Although I've never been stung by one. So I have. Ane- I st- anecdotally, I know they're nice. I stood on one getting out of a paddling pool as a kid. Trauma. Went B- into bumblebee. My, bumblebee into my foot. Um, Busy buzzy bumbles. Oh, was, do you remember that game in the nineties? You had to smash the thing around on your head. Me and my sister used to play that, uh, and then hit each other with the bee hats. Um, point being. What audio listeners, if you're one of these people, I top of my hat to you because <laughs> I don't believe you. Um, no human being doesn't let out a small scream and go Whoa! when a bee flies near their face because it's big and it's loud. A bee, it's shocking. Yeah. Um, you're quite a jumpy human. Yeah. I'd love. I was to thinking that. Where, I'd love to see a bee that. fly at you. Is all I'm going my, my other superpower to be ridiculously yes, J- jumping. Um, Jake is afraid of things coming near or at him at speeds. I'm not afraid. It just my body and my nervous system thinks it needs to react in it. But inside, I'm not like thinking. <laughs> it's a phobia, you mm. know. It's just a thing. What would you do in a car crash? 
<laughs> You'd be like a wacky waving arm man. Uh, if I was a, a skateboarder like you and I took a fall, it's probably Aww. a word for that. Ditching or Stack. something. Like Stack. Stacking. <laughs> so I'd um I'd be really All bad at going floppy. Friends. I'd be really get because they say if you if you know you're gonna fall, slide on your knees or flop, yeah, yeah. or flop like I'd be too like <laughs> in a rigid yeah. manner. So this is the I'd thing. break all the bones. If you were in a car crash because you tense up naturally, but you double tense. Like yeah, a, yeah, you'd be in so. I've been in car crashes, and the next day you're in pain just because your body's so tense. I reckon, you'd be. I reckon it'd be hard for me to get whiplash though. No neck. <laughs> yeah, Jake. Jake likes the neck. He's doing well. Uh, you've Thanks, just Dad. got mild women's whiplash, Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> Calm uh, down, Lynn. You've got. Yeah. Uh, audio listeners, we love Alan Partridge here on the show. We don't often. We get are to, those people we who are will those quote people. Alan Partridge all the yeah, time. Yeah, we don't get it's to. Tough. We don't get to flex a lot of Alan Partridge. Um, also, it really enjoyably helps. Um, we were watching it when we were growing up, me and my sister. I think you would just come into the picture, but my mother, uh, as estranged as we are, is her name is Lynn. But during the times when my sister and I were seeing our mother, there were a lot of Lynn quotes. <laughs> and oh God, it was good. Because my mum would be like, I don't even know what you're talking about. But like, Lynn, it's just chocolate on the valance. It's just mousse. Like, do you know what I mean? They're sex people, Lynn. They do it all the time. I use it with my mum uh, in certain occasions. I don't call her Lynn all the time. But <laughs> if I'm there and she's taking faffing about and not getting in the car, I'm going, get in, Lynn. <laughs> it's very satisfying and de-stresses me. Alan's deep bath. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm in a big fox's glacier mint. <laughs> so yeah, you'd get mild women's whiplash. The bit when she's at her dad's grave in Alan Partridge. And, and he's, he's drumming in out the in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do his dancing. Um, oh, God, no. When he just scrapes the bear, the beans off the plate with a London bear. Uh, I've drawn you as evil tax man. And she loves you too. No one knows what we're talking about. No. No one knows what we're talking about. Um, Pete's a big... Alan Partridge guy. He is. He loves. He, he loves the Partridge man. We're gonna get back onto anyway. Six cents. I rate it out of ten. No, let's do it out of three because we're rating rating them out. We've got three to pick. Where would you put it? Top, number, top, number, top. number one's your favourite. Is it his first film or not? I'm oh. not sure. I went on Wikipedia and looked at his filmography. If I'm honest. Oh, I actually don't know. It's let's it's the first the it's the first time I'd heard of him. Me too. And it's definitely the first of his films. What was M. Night Shyamalan's first movie? He's Indian-American. He had early films including Prayer with Anger, Wide Awake, uh, but his breakthrough film As was... director. S- yep, but his breakthrough film was The Sixth Sense in 1999, which earned him Academy Awards. Yeah, yeah you were right. It was 1999. We were close to guessing it. We were close to guessing it. God, yeah, he did Split and Unbreakable and all these other movies that I've I was going to talk about Unbreakable. <gasps> oh I re- I, I, when I first watched it years ago, I was a bit meh. I rewatched it, having read about it and mm. like the deeper meanings in it. He did the visit. I forgot he did that. Mm. If I could, have you seen that? A long time ago. Oh my god, we could talk about how gross that film is. I completely forgot about that. The bit when the kids go underneath the house. Do you remember that? And they're playing that hide and seek game, and they go into the crawl space underneath. I've the only house. seen it once. Oh, and the old grandma lady goes under the crawl space as well, and she's like <laughs> chasing her on her hands and knees. If you've not seen the visit, everyone, because it, it kind of went under the radar. I really do feel like the visit actually went under the radar, um, which is a shame because genuinely compared that compared to like signs and stuff, yeah, compared to the big ones. 
um and even split which was you know i feel like not a lot of people have seen that one but it was more popular the visit went i only heard about the visit through just you know i was working for love horror as a film critic then and obviously we used to get a lot of like press release stuff and things i remember hearing about it via that otherwise i don't think i'd have easily recorded it mm. like i don't think i'd have seen much advertisement for it which is a shame because i will say that the visit is truly classically terrifying in an unnerving way you're so uncomfortable watching that film it's not got the jump scares like six Sense, but it's just so uncomfortable it's so gross i hate that movie <laughs> i've only seen it twice and i think that that speaks volumes for a good movie that you can't watch again because you're just like eh. every now and yeah every now and then i recommend it to someone though it pops into my head and i go do you know if you've not seen it check <laughs> it out because it's just do you want to laugh at me yeah I tried to rewatch The Woman in Black um, six months ago. TV show no, no, Daniel the more Radcliffe. the Daniel uh, Harry Potter with ghosts. Um, so mm. that's, that's I, the movie poster. The title. first bit of seeing her just did me. I had to turn it off. Really? And I've seen it loads of times. We I went to the cinema to see it. And I'm a very rational human atheist. Don't believe in crystals and all that mm. stuff. Luke's got an eye fine twitch. Fine if you do. Fine if you do. Luke's got a really bad eye twitch problem at the moment, and I keep trying to put healing crystals on it. And yeah. He's like, "Get away from me!" So I'm not. <laughs> like, it will work. I'm, I'm <laughs> like, I know it's some film and it's made up and stuff, but it's there's cer- there's certain stuff that mm. it's a bit like that time you have a nightmare and you have to turn on a light. Oh God, yeah. Or you you have a nightmare and you can rationalise it in your head, but, but you're just that feeling that jumpiness inside of you. Someone's watching you. That deep in your cerebellum, from when you, I don't know, I dinosaurs it. attacked us. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it is. It is your. It is your <laughs> yeah. being aware of predators. The dark. Yeah. We fear. So I know why it's there. Yeah, we fear the dark because we don't know what's in it and what could kill us. Um, getting up at night and stuff like that. Again, it's the same thing. Like our pack instincts. Like animals will watch you while they go to the bathroom because it's their pack instinct to survive. It does exist. Um, I have rewatched the Woman in Black Daniel Radcliffe version several times, and I will admit, no matter how much the movie is not as powerfully impactful as the 1989 TV adaptation drama, everyone, if you haven't watched it, it's on youtube go nuts and enjoy the bedroom scene and report <laughs> back to me with you making me watch it yeah that it seemed like as you as a horror fan it seemed like a big gap i will say this when you made me watch that oh we were in that house the house of many bathrooms trinity, um, yeah, trinity place i remember staircases. i remember i struggled to sleep and that's a lot coming from me yeah. as a grown adult. That movie... Because you, from what I've seen, you use horror films to calm yourself down. When she... The yeah. bed scene is the bed scene. It's terrifying. But just in generally, her... Just generally, her presence through every scene is terrifying. But the Daniel Radcliffe one, when she's in the rocking chair and her face appears, nightmare fuel. When he's at the dictaphone thing or whatever it is that he's using and she's just in the background coming closer I and closer and closer. I think that was the one. And he, that, that, that's a really good trick. So even though I know the filmmaker's doing it, yeah, it's, it's, just CGI. it's the, the blurriness in the background thing. Is there a name for it? Um, <laughs> but that, which is, you've only seen it say in the last 20 years as a technique. It works on me. Mm. Well done. And when Do more of that. When he's at the end of the corridor and he's about to go in the room and he turns around and there's that long corridor and yeah. then she's right at the end. Oh, it's it's nightmare fuel because I think I think what it is about the woman in black is that is the kind of whoever whoever oh this is dusty. Oh. oh I've got dust on me. 
whoever wrote the scares for that film, whoever concepted the ideas of them, obviously it's a team of people we're talking here. They really did tap into, like you were saying, our cerebellum, our purest fears. We've yeah. all looked Fight down, a, yeah, yeah, we've all looked down a dark corridor and gone, we don't know if there's someone at the bottom. Mm. You've all gone camping and gone for a pee in the middle of the night in the woods and just gone, what was that? What you was know? that, Russell? Yeah, I'm very 360 <laughs> right now. I wish I was an owl. We've all, as you said, woken up after a nightmare and gone, oh, I just don't know what's in that dark corner of my bedroom. And the, the woman in black, I will say, everyone everyone slated that movie, but no, generally terrifying points. Yeah, genuinely. Yeah, yeah. The second one, though. I haven't seen it. Angel of Death. Or oh, have I? The fact I'm not sure if I've seen it. World War Two. Uh, so, sorry, M. Night, by the way. We, we are getting back on. It's the World War Two one where they've got the kids who get deported. What happens? It's so slightly more into the evacuees. future. Yeah, and they go to Eel Marsh Hat Manor as evacuees. I might watch that. Are they children? Yeah, she loves it. Should have stayed in London. London. Should have eaten some Blitz. She Blitz Crete. She loves that the kiddies have come, and it's like twenty kids, and she's just oh, I'm so excited. She's standing (laughs) out. There's a hole in the ceiling. She's looking at the kids sleeping downstairs, and she's just like, I'm all good. Me those kids. I'm like, good for you, woman in black. I mean, she keeps her in business. Yeah, something keeps her in business. Keeps her going. Keeps her interested. Yeah, what else has she got to do? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. God, could you imagine? I mean, this brings us back to the point of the sixth sense. Ghosts must be so bored. <laughs> she's brought up an entire career. She's probably just bored. She's got to wear that awfully big dress all the time. That's a nightmare. You know, the, the girl in the sixth sense, she's got to keep vomiting all the time. That's a nightmare. There's loads of stuff that's awful for them. I think they go on loop, don't they? Yeah. God, it must be so boring. So I understand why the woman black's just knocking off kids. That and her revenge. Very, very much NPCs. Do you remember when we were talking about earlier, men, if a woman starts to check out and gets distant? Uh, also, I do sometimes think that the woman in black is, uh, yeah, uh, don't upset a woman a lot because she will spend the rest of eternity <laughs> killing children because of one minor family disagreement, which is all that movie is about. One family disagreement. And she's like, well, I'm going to ruin your goddamn lives forever. My child died to all of your, your children. children. It's a bit like God from yeah. the Old Testament, isn't it? And also, I'm going to really down, haunt my sister until a point of where she just like... Do you know what? I think about the sister, the one who lived in Ilmarsh House, and she, where she would record her voice going, oh, she was busy last night. And I'm like, your sister must be so annoyed, yeah? <laughs> the woman in black's like, look how scary I am. And she's like, I'll record that on my dictaphone in the morning, you annoying bitch. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> she just seems so unfazed by the woman in black she killed 50 kids today write it down and the woman's like come on like you think she'd be more mad at her sister yeah you know how family members can annoy each other yeah you've dealt with that um you've dealt with that uh, literally 10 minutes ago you're like get in the car in oh no that's <laughs> now fine your mother's lovely. I mean, i'm quite lucky with my family but yeah. um w- so imagine like give the annoyance out of 10 while they're alive six out of 10 while you're alive let's go with that yeah what if the family member dies and ghosts you haunts you Right? Does Are that like does that reduce the annoyance, <laughs> or, or does it increase the annoyance? I and also, is it more or less scary if it's someone you know or family member that's ghosting you, that's haunting You've you? You've heard my sister's voice. Yeah, Don't mate. No, pre before <laughs> going to Bonza Land. Could you oh, imagine? Pre Antipodean. Yeah. Can you imagine Claire's ghost just being like? <laughs> I'm not sure she ever said that. <laughs> she does. She does. Could you just like you're you're in bed. Envision it now. You're She's t- not a cat. You're, you're t- <laughs> All your listeners, I can do my sister's voice perfectly, right? Oh, Jacob, you got like a really thin finger. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about right. A lady fingers. 
<laughs> my sister would end sentences with she's an evil character an I evil don't boss know, I don't know if she was laughing or what. from I lo- Chicago to be fair I love my sister but now she here <laughs> hepatitis C but yeah um, imagine if you were haunted by Claire <laughs> she'd just be like have you got any cheese <laughs> 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 You're trying to get but it wouldn't like jump you, would it? Like, because you'd know what Claire, what they're about. Claire what they're just, about. You just hear in the distance. Is that a door? Where <laughs> are we going? I Jacob. Get the cheese. She okay. loves cheese. She loves cheese and wine, doesn't she? She has a child now. She's got things to do. She hasn't got time to haunt us. Even I, though like, she's I like cheese in moderation. She loves cheese. Right. Two mouthfuls done. She got drunk and fell asleep at a wedding and she had chutney and cheese in her hand and she woke up and smacked herself I'd, in the I'd face su- with I'd it. salute that. <laughs> she smacked <laughs> it in her face. Second film. So I'd put Six Sense Top. You have to. I agree. Also, also I, agree. I, I don't want to go too much into this, cause, um, but... <laughs> <laughs> Claire, stop Claire haunting me. Claire doesn't listen to my show, okay. so it's fine. Okay. Um, Thanks, is, Claire. Is, I definitely... I can't pinpoint you which films or which scenes, mm. but films definitely changed after the Sixth Sense. Yes, it and it was very um, they were the the Ramones of films, like very I was, influential. I was watching actually completely off topic. I was watching a, a a YouTube video about Fight Club today, and they were talking yeah, about that did it as well. Yeah, they were around talk- the same time. It was they were talking about how the Sixth Sense changed films in regards mm. to the twist ending. So I would also put twi- Sixth Sense number one. It's very atmospheric. It's very beautiful as well, which I enjoy. But The Village, which was both of ours, <laughs> surprise movie. Now, again, I haven't watched The Village for years. I always write it off because I'm, I'm going to say this is like a stupid thing. I don't like Joaquin Phoenix. I thought, yeah, I'll I get that. I don't know why. He I just thought, bothers me. He annoyed me in um, Gladiator. Oh, yeah, he's in Gladiator, he, isn't he? He's a bit naff in that. But I thought he was quite good. Again, a bit like Bruce Willis. He was just quite quiet and pensive. I have absolutely no problem with Joaquin Phoenix. I think he's a very good actor. Like, he's... A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Brilliant in Walk the Line, the Johnny Cash adaptation. He's oh, fan. yeah, he's, he's amazing fantastic. in that. fantastic. Sorry, but that sounded like a match Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, for some reason, some roles, like you're saying with Gladiator, just really irk me. And I find him very annoying in this film. I tell you who is brilliant. Oh, he was good as the Joker as well, obviously. I don't know how anyone could ever think... I can't remember Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. I don't the think I recent, the most recent. I didn't see it. No. Really? Yeah. Oh, he he was good. I'll check it out. He was good. Is it? What's this? Adam Brody? No. 
Yes. Yes. Oh, God. I, again, I forgot he, he was in that film. So did I. I'm so used to seeing him as a thin Jew in The Pianist. <laughs> I literally forget that he's done other things. God, when I watch him walk around with that can of peaches, I'm so depressed. <laughs> um, James James Thomas made me watch that movie. He was like, you'll like it. Uh, it's Jews and Nazis. We'll watch it. We're oh, really Pianist. Good. Top film. Yeah. And then by the end, I'm like disheveled. And I'm laying on his bed, like crying. I'm like, it's so sad. Open the peaches. <laughs> like, it's just devastating, that movie. But Don't wear a Nazi's jacket. Oh, yeah. Yeah, get the jacket on at the end. But it's it's so he's so good as playing someone who's obviously got um some kind of I don't know what you Learning difficulties. Down syndrome almost, kind mm. of, but he's obviously not it's of that calibre where he's like I've a really autistic. Low IQ, low yeah, IQ. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's like extremely autistic. Yeah, he's very low IQ. He's not got Down syndrome, but he's he doesn't yeah, he's like, he doesn't understand what he's doing at all, really, does he? He's got the mental age of, like, a five-year-old. Again, good face acting with his mouth and eyes. I love there's a bit where Joaquin Phoenix admits that he, like, went somewhere. And then um, Adam Brody was like, ah, you're in trouble. Yeah, and then just and all the villagers just have the job of moving him away. Like, yeah. you don't say that to him. But I, it's kind of like his character, you don't realise, is is so poignant as in, like, you know, I got to the point where I was watching it. When I was watching it, I was thinking, he's ki- he's stabbed. He stabs Joaquin Phoenix. That's a really good scene. Yeah, he stabs Joaquin Phoenix's character without any provocation because obviously he's got learning disability. Uh, there was provocation. What was the provocation? Um, a lady. So. Oh god, yeah. yeah. The girl, and the I want to talk a lot about her. So we'll talk. But the blind he girl. W- it was um, yeah, unrequited love. Like, oh, you're marrying the woman I like. Yeah, which means like. He has the capacity to know what he's doing, but not the capacity to understand that he shouldn't do it. So there was the point when they locked him in the room and I thought to myself, you don't know what you're going to do with him because you don't have prison. You don't have any way to give him medication to calm him down. In that situation, you'd give people like uh, sedatives. Do you know what I mean? Or or whatever he would have to take. I think I do know what they were going to do with him. What were they going to do with him? Uh, Put it this way. The way he ends up towards the end of the film was a shortcut. As in, I think think they would have hung him. Really? Yeah. Because look, look at what they set up that village to be, like old-fashioned. And, yeah, and the downside with an old-fashioned utopian village mm. is you guts to sort the law out yourself, honey. Question, was that what it was like living on a kibbutz? No. <laughs> You're churning your own butter. Uh, <laughs> we, had moder- we had modern technology. Did you? What yeah. was the most Amish thing you did on a kibbutz, though? Probably communal eating. E- yeah, communal yeah. Uh we always used to have a, a film on a Friday or a yes, Saturday. Your mother would regale me with such lovely stories about. Remember that. watching Red Sonia? Oh, the film choice. As as like a four year old, so I don't know why they were letting me watch that. Um, <laughs> it's the kibbutz. No one cares. Yeah. It takes oh, a village to Arnold, raise you. Hi as Arnold well. Schwarzenegger. Um, community yeah. raising as well, I guess, because you kind of would communally raise. One thing that the film portrays very well for that kind of society is how absolutely everyone knows everyone's business. And mm. if anything happens, the, it spreads quick. Just as a preface, audio listeners, if you're not aware, the village is about basically a group of Amish people who've cut themselves off from society fully, not like the Amish, but kind of like to an extreme level. And obviously we're talking about the guy, the poor guy with learning difficulties, he stabs another guy. And so they have to send a blind girl to the edge of the, um, they call it reservation, don't they, to get medication to save him. Clearly something basic like antibiotics because they don't have any of them. Very much a computer game quest. <laughs> Fetch go, quest go on get, the side. Go walk through the forest and get the medicine. So obviously they send the blind girl because it's like 
she doesn't realize that there's like a state trooper four by four parked in front of her and she's like she can go back to the village and things and there's a group of elders who designed it and they know of the outside world and stuff they're like send the blind chick and they're like sending her into the f also michael pitt's in it now i don't know what michael pitt's been doing with his career but there was a point in the early 2000s where he did some really good movies and he's a little bit part in it which one is he again michael pitt is the guy in yellow who plays the watchman and he also goes into the yep. forest with her yep and he and goes to her he goes i gotta leave it's making yeah. my stomach rot and i'm like someone's yeah. got an upset tum tum i recognized him he was also got gleason games. the older gleason yes it's got Which a lot of good actors. you must like him mm. what's his first name he was in in bruges and stuff Richard? um might be he's an irish man um he uh, he reminds me of brian cox not not brian cox no the no, sexy um, brian, cox. Uh, brian cox Oh, I'm googling the cast. The vill. Oh, I can't spell village cast. Audio listeners, does anyone else find that their fingers don't work? Oh, Adrian Brody. We were so stupid. What do we, we call him? Adam. Sorry, Adrian. Sorry, Adrian. Yep, Michael Pitt's in it. I don't care about the other person. Let's see what Michael Pitt's been doing at this time. Michael uh, Pitt is an American actor, model, musician. Oh, God, you know he's a model. He's gorgeous. He is gorgeous. I don't think he's been doing that much. He got married. Good for him. Filmography. Right. He has recently done not many great movies. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost in the Shell, we did some voice acting for. Oh, Detective yeah, yeah, yeah. Chinatown, Run with the Haunted, Last Days of the American Crime. Uh, yeah, I don't know any yeah, of this. Get rid of it. Eye Origins, <laughs> The Smell of Us, Rob the Mob, Hugo, Silk. And Hugo, then, good film. Yeah, Funny Games is the last thing I remember him being in. It's a lot of voice acting. He's done a lot. He was in. He he's done a lot of stuff. To be fair, I will give it to him. He has done a lot of stuff, but it's unfortunately, and I don't understand. Oh, he did board. Hang on, what's this? Television. He did Boardwalk Empire. Okay. Yeah, big stuff. Hannibal. That's pretty good. But the thing is, he's again. It annoys me because he's such a good actor, and he just never. He broke through, but he never fully broke through. Yeah. And I just think you need to, Michael Pitt, so, Hollywood, if you're listening, there's two actors out there that I really simp and i annoyed that they never got the big, big, big roles. Jonathan Tucker and Michael Pitt. And if no one knows Jonathan Tucker did, didn't he? What did he do? I don't know. That's my point. Name but, something but, Jonathan Tucker's been but in But I'm not that huge. into f films and TV compared to other people. He does a lot but at the moment. He's the doing fact a lot I know his name. Because I'm in love with him and I've oh. screamed about him for years. Oh. He's done a lot of like B-rate, like he's done some B-rate horrors. I think, uh, to be fair, I will give him this. The biggest thing he did do was the Texas Chainsaw remake in the early yeah. 2000s. But yeah, he had a very small, that. he did a very small part in it. But like he's okay. never, for an actor who's got such competence, he's so good. Like and, and when unrecognized. I unrecognized. Yeah, and yeah. then people go, "Who's Jonathan Tucker?" He's he's doing big stuff in TV now, and as long as he's getting recognized and you know he's being able to act and he's having a good time, as long as I always feel like I know these actors. I, I watch too much TV and movies. I feel like they're my friends, and when like the low key ones get a good job, I'm like, good for them. I'm really pleased for you. Well done. As long as you're still acting, like I'm just happy for them. And I know he's just scored. I think he's done like CSI Miami and stuff like that. Even doing those smaller parts, they're still like get making a lot money. Of money. Yeah, 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 he's yeah not, happy. He's not also, he could probably go to a corner shop and not get mobbed. He's put it's that perfect. Is balance. he's in the perfect? But maybe he's I'm really happy. I'm a little happy. bit famous. Yeah. I'm a lot rich. Life's good. Yeah, maybe he's happy with that. I, th I think that's Nirvana, like optimum Goldilocks zone. Mm. Also, he's, both of these people are really good looking. So, oh, their wives. <laughs> I'm jealous. Jonathan, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's Jonathan Tucker's very, very, very gorgeous in a very odd way. I don't know why. 
he's attractive, but he's very attractive. He did a really good film called Cherry Crush. Everyone go watch it. It's really tacky, but I love it. Um, the Village. Yeah, so the, the, the my favourite favorite person was um, from Happy Days, Richie Cunningham's daughter, who's she's now become really big. Is it she's Bryce sh- Yes, she's doing Howard. very well for herself, isn't she? Bri- I think is she's Bryce her middle name or first name? I'm not name? sure. She's done some Marvel stuff as well, I think. She's part of my tribe. Okay. Ginger oh, lady. she's a gingy. Me and her could this produce was very, very yeah, nice ginger children, oh. super ginger children. I think this. She's is quite attractive. Do you think? Yeah. Uh, uh, also, I liked her in. See, weirdly, I want to talk about her, but more, oh. more for other stuff she's done. So she was very, very good in Black Mirror. Oh yes, I saw her in that. Really good at portraying. A really goody two shoes woman, someone who really cares about. That's what the episode where thinks. they have to get the algorithm up to not yeah. get killed or something. Yeah, yeah everyone I like, her and that. she she's trying to get to a wedding and Something's her life stupid. gets destroyed yeah. through opinions. Um, and she directed an episode of The Mandalorian, and me ah. and me as a Star Wars nerd. Save the baby. Hi, other nerds. Save the baby. Yeah. Old, uh, so yeah. So Bryce Howard. What what I like is because I'd forgotten she was in it. And I've yeah, been sort of kind young. of following her. Yeah, I think she was 21 or something then. Mm, I've been following baby. her career. And she will jump into m- money. So, like, she was in the two Jurassic Park or three last that's Jurassic Park. That's where I know her from. Yeah, that's. Yes. And that, so, she's. What I like is she's got different hats. Um, a so, so, so is it a fedora? Is it a fez? Yeah, so she'll take after her dad and do some mm. good directing on this bit and that bit, and she'll do something deep, and then she'll be like, "Give me yeah, the I'm money, sure do I'm, I'm going to yeah. do Jurassic Park." The thing is, I think with um, with actors and stuff like that is sometimes, you know, I mean, listen, she's almost kind of reminding me of like, uh, ah, la, la, la. Oh, his name's gone out of my head. Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who was in Twilight who played Edward Cullen. What is his name? What is that actor's name? The Robert, main, Robert, the main Pattinson, guy. Robert Pattinson. Oh, yeah, he's come a long way. He literally cash cow grabbed Harry Potter Twilight and then he went, I'm going to go off and do what I want. And he did a bunch of A24 art house films. He did Good Times, which is a brilliant movie. He did like really under the radar stuff. And I feel like some actors sometimes have to go and cash in on. Who, who's the guy from One Direction who's done? Harry Styles. Yeah. He's done that. Yeah, good for he, him. He could actually write songs. Good. He inducted Stevie Nicks into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, and it, like, go. like you don't woo Stevie Nicks by just being a random person. From she's a, boy a band. witch. She's the woman in black. She, she, she should be in a bloody horror film. She's the woman in black that, later that, on. That make me jump. Oh, she's she's beautiful. She's a lovely soul though. But um, yeah, like Robert Pattinson did the same thing, and yeah. I feel like yeah, that woman. I've does got the same I've thing. got time for people like that. I don't yeah, mind. I've that got time for them. You understand? Barge the door in and then oh, do really? the proper stuff. Do you not remember my love? back in the day think back to 2009 when i was in love with joseph gordon levitt and yeah. he went the other way though he did so many good movies and made such a good reputation for himself and then he chose to just do consistently trash and he never went back he never flip flop oh. like your lady friend did where it was a bit of this and then i'm gonna go direct and then a bit of that and then i'm gonna go do like an arty film he just went oh i'm gonna make 500 days of summer yeah, I suppose you got to pay I the bills. And then I checked out, and I just went, and he did Inception, which I hated. He just did a lot of crap. Although, you can still look past the fact you don't like Inception. It's still like a proper film. You can still see it. Like, he still needed to act properly. But he did Brick, and he did Manic, I know, I and know, he I did know. so many beautiful, fantastic films, and then he did 500 Days of Summer. He <laughs> did Batman. He did... Uh, he, he was good in Batman. 
Okay, but the point is, if you're going to grow up doing these beautiful art house films and stuff like that, how do you just flop from one to the other? I get what you're saying about that girl and like Robert Pattinson do a bit of everything. But yeah, I, I was very disappointed. Bit of a sellout. I did think to myself, okay, you want to do 500 days of summer? Okay, yeah, you got bills to pay. And then he just never went back. He just did crap. And I was like, well, oh. Well, it's a shame. It is a shame. A it's a shame when it happens musically to people. But what I try and do now is more like live and let live. I try and put myself in their shoes. Live and let die. Yeah. Die. Anyway, where are you rating the village? Than the Beatles could have been. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna put it third. Really? But I but I still really like it. <sighs> Maybe you know I, I'm definitely I've definitely got a bias in my head for new things. Like new things always interest me more. You. Yeah. Do you know so what? So that might be playing a part in this. No. Do you know what? Because I don't have that bias, but I'm actually going to agree with you because I think that for all that the village is, and as we were saying, the acting is great. The acting is superb. The premise, the idea, the storyline, they're all very interesting. I will say this. I'm not um, on the edge of my seat watching it ever. You know? Like it's very sort of, like I get there's films that are a slow burner there's films that are slow paced this movie is a lot of talking a lot of talking are you like, talking about the village the yeah we're talking about the village yeah. it's a lot of talking it's a yeah. lot of dialogue and I just but felt it, that didn't bother me no no it's not it's not the be or end all but I didn't feel like, compared to like the sixth sense where you're like going along you drive 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 and you're very invested in every character you're very invested in where everything's going and with old as well it's like what's going to happen next what's happening now she's having a baby like when you watch <laughs> the village it's like uh, the retarded guy stabbed Joaquin Phoenix. Can you go over there? The end. Oh, and when there's you look stuff at it like in that. the woods. Oh, something was in the cupboard. In the something was in the box. Oh, it's in the box. It's underneath the house. It's just a lot. And again, when you watch The Visit, even though The Visit, it kind of like The Village is only set in one location, there's still this this urgent sense of urgency that with... Um, I wouldn't say, obviously, The Village isn't a horror, but I would say it's a, very, it's a thriller. It, there's a sense of urgency to it. And I, it lacks that. Mm, I would say with most of M. Night's films, um, they're always best the first time you watch them. Yeah. Like, bec because of the uncovering of the X, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's so it's a re, it's a re yeah, you've, you've got to take it for what it is, I suppose. It's not going to be good for his sales, but yeah. So this is the newest one we both watched. I wanted to go see this at the movies, but no one wanted to go and see it with me. So I never went and saw it. And then I watched it to do this podcast. And I was like, I'm surprised so many people didn't want to go and see this. We're talking about old, a movie completely. Wow. Was it during COVID days? I think it came out just after. Just after. Okay. I think it just came out. After. Yeah. I'm, it was, it's been since you know, couple 20, of years. 2020. Um, another one of his films set in just one location, a beach. Uh, God, what a bad day at the beach. <laughs> what a bad day. Sand at got the in beach. my Marmite sandwiches. Oh. Um, my first issue with it is the woman who uh, is. Oh, Jake's got notes. The woman who's skinny and has a tan and obsessed with looking good. Oh, me. Depressed <laughs> me. It, I got depressed when she starts to like age because of her, like, she has like a calcium deficiency. Yeah, I've got calcium written down. Thanks. Um, that stressed me out because, so in essence, would preface the movie, the the beach makes you age something the like rocks in the beach. Yeah, the yeah. rocks around the beach. It's like one day is ten years or something. No, so um, half an hour is one year, so twenty four hours would be forty eight years. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
First of all, this is not how we should have introduced this film. Why? We should have asked each other questions. Oh, okay. The question you being, ask me yeah, ready? Um, what's your name and occupation? <laughs> Hi, my name is Rachel. I have five, four jobs and two side hustles, but I would call myself um, an entertainer. <laughs> Entertain first. So I, I love that. I entertain first and I retail second. So I don't think they Jake, say Jake, what's it. your name and occupation? <laughs> Hi, my name's uh, Jacob Brendel and I'm a teacher. Ooh. I see dead people. No. Um, I so see bread people. Like, I hate carbs. So what that's a reference to is the kid in it, isn't it? Yeah, the little boy he likes to go around. Yeah. And ask everyone, and I mean everyone. everyone. Someone's got autism in this movie. So like, <laughs> you know when... Uh, you've got an author, you write a book, and in it you can describe things that's not dialogue. Mm. You can get people up to s- speed on stuff. Yeah. So this is a really clever way of getting people to know backstories of people through Ooh. through talking. I thought, that, I thought, oh, that's clever. I'm just applying lip balm while Jake talks, because I've woken up today with chapped lips. If you can wonder what I'm doing. Jake, you talk while I uh, cream. Yeah, so um, oh, I'll, I'll yeah. go through my notes and things that <laughs> I spotted. It, well, then you take control. It, it's chronological. It's chronological. No, so that's pretty good. Um, I thought. I don't think they ever said it, but the, the the son had, I think, autism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that can be a very underplayed and hard thing to try and portray in a film. It's been done. But I thought the way yes. this film did it was normalise it in a really good way. Yeah, because I think... And it, it wasn't over... It wasn't Rain Man. No. Like, not all autistic people are as... Counting uh, like pick-up sticks. It was very high-functioning, like most autistic people are. Yeah, I think if they didn't point it out, I wouldn't have really guessed. I would have just... I mean... All right, if we take out what I do in a job where I work with autistic kids sometimes, like, that's one of my jobs. Everyone should have introduced that better. But, um... I think if I didn't know the telltale autistic kids signs, I wouldn't have picked up on it. So I think the average human wouldn't notice yeah so this links to a few things first of all child acting in this film very good. really good and wasn't it also in Sixth Sense oh I, th- yeah. I think so, so if we want to look at themes going and across all of village, his films even in the yeah. village those two kids really great really um, excellent he, so he's obviously really good at directing yeah his casting, casting his and casting directing the kids as well really good yeah um, so well done tick um, <laughs> and I liked so the autistic things that I loved in it because uh, me being a nerd and a, like a science teacher, I'm always a bit on that side of things. I, I've run a D and D club at school. Like Jesus hu- Christ, D- Jake, get off the podcast. People are going to start throwing garbage at you. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd alert! Yeah, all of that. Um, so I loved, loved how loved. he communicated with people through coded yeah. letters. Oh I had a, yeah, had a lot of time for that. Jesus, <laughs> that was fun, and that really mattered uh, uh, for the storyline yeah. of the film. Um, and I liked his technique where if he was feeling stressed, he just started listing things. Like someone would oh, say something yeah, to him. yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm thinking that could be funny. What should we do? What should we make up now that next time we're stressed? State we capitals. State capitals. Oh, I was thinking of something interesting, but... That's that, not interesting. That'd Let's be, name that, our state capitals. That, Albany. That, that'd be one I'd probably be quite... Sacramento. California. Yeah, correct. Thanks. There we go. Like Albany's New York. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Uh, Maryland. Um, Annapolis. Wisconsin. Uh, no, Maryland was Wisconsin. No, no, Maryland's a state. But so people would normally say Baltimore because that's the biggest city in Maryland. Uh, 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 Wisconsin is not Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. I used to know them. Illinois. Uh, isn't Chicago Springfield? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. We're all sorted. Wait, wait, wait. What's the capital? F- 
Florida. It's gone out of my head. Tallahassee. Oh, thank you. So what's the capital of Nevada? Not Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Carson City. Yes, it's Carson City. Oh, uh, everyone can wake up again. Well done. We're, f- <laughs> we're finished now. So what What do you think Wait, could be Texas? funny? Houston. Houston. Uh, yeah, Houston. It's Austin. Oh, God, Austin. you're right. God, yeah. Um, I'd love to go to Texas. Why? Um, My dad went and he said it was awful. Uh, for the food, it's me. He said you literally can't go outside in the summer. It's a nightmare state. Yeah, I'd need Factor 50. You would. You'd okay, so dying. what what do you think would be f- inappropriate mm. for people to list in public as a way of... Uh, sex, sex positions. Se- se- oh, I was going to say sex toys. Uh, serial killers oh. and their victims. Um, yeah. yeah, school shooters and their victims. <laughs> numerous <laughs> things like that. I mean, I'm not allowed to talk about Columbine. <laughs> because people get upset. I wish I could do a podcast on Columbine. Wasn't there a film about it? No. There's lots kind of, made, of horror. There's ca- there's made for TV movies about it, which I haven't watched extensively and on repeat sometimes. Um, but there's not like, a, oh, no, you're right. Gus Van Sun, if that's how I pronounce his name, did Elephant, which is loosely based around Columbine. But I, okay. I don't think I could go into, and who would talk about Columbine with me in the way that I need them to? Do you know what I mean? Inst- yes. Instead of a swear jar, I have a. I accidentally spoke about Columbine in a public place jar. You know <laughs> what I mean? I really need to stop. Columbine's very interesting. They destroy the basement tapes. Everyone out there, if you know what I'm talking about, you know. We're stressed. Um, so Release the tapes! <laughs> <laughs> Our um, other things I liked from this, there yep. was lots of hula music in the background. So, like, <laughs> bad, thing, bad things yeah. were going on. I liked Barbie Cemetery on the beach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So there's um they're on the beach and everything seems to be going quite well, and then the the kids just find a bunch of washed up trash, and then the parent like if I was on the beach yeah and I saw that much trash from the hotel like knives forks toys I'd be like this is weird, yeah I would think it was weird, yeah, yeah. and the way that the the truck driver played by uh, M Night didn't go oh, into yeah. yeah. That bypassed me. Yeah, oh, but he also course. plays the guy in the warden box in the village. That's M Night, and I don't know what if he did one in um. Six Sense, but he does cameos. Yeah, he, he does cameos. Do you he? see his reflection in the yeah, village? Yeah, he does cameos. Oh. But the way that he acted, or the bus, Peter Jackson, yeah, the <laughs> Stephen King, the bus driver who dropped them off, obviously being M Night. The way he was so shady about it, I'd be like, Nah, I'm not going down here. I'm you need a big picnic. Yeah, I'm not the like, biggest picnic ever. Take these. Why? Take, uh, you'll find out. You've got seventy bags of pasta. Just take them and shut up. Like literally, it was like a tub of pasta in bags. I would be well suspicious. No one has that many carbs. It's a good eating pasta scene with hands. That made me feel sick. Yeah, I think it was meant to. It uh, made me so grossed out. Pasta is disgusting. Um, there was a very short amount of time between them finding the first dead body and people really concentrating on eating. So I've written it as a fine dead body. Let's eat. Oh my god! I don't think far I... too short amount of time. Also, the very blasé approach they have to that weird guy being on the beach, just staring at the wall in the beginning of the scene. Like if that was me, I don't. Know Mid-sized it... sedan. Mid-sized sedan. I love his rapper name. My god, I thought about printing that on a business card. Um, <laughs> like if I was on a, maybe it's because we're English. I mean, you're not a hundred percent English. Sounds <laughs> like you're like. You know when you have what the half. What are you half, saying about me, You mate? know when you have the half cast friend in the nineties, and you're like, "But well, where do you really come from?" Yes. <laughs> it's not, but you, you, you didn't, you weren't fully bred in England, were you? You were in South Africa. Um, yes. And Israel. I, I, I've been in other places. You've been in other places. My point being is, like, I don't know if it's a, like as a fully English person, 
we're very sort of like, oh, let's sit really far away from everyone else. Like, we don't want to be in a community. Yeah, I'm part of that brigade. Oh, are you? Oh, come on, you're on a kibbutz. It's very community-orientated. Did yeah, I just wash off? I just went out in the English no, wash. The, the introverted side of my nature is very English. You had a Frey Bentos pie and you were fully English. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Delicious um, Frabantos. I like it when I go to a restaurant and there aren't many people there. That's good. That's, that's, you're, you're that's one part of, us of my English side. But my point being is, like, they sit right next to mid-sized sedan, and they've got that huge beach. If that was me, I'd be like, let's go to the furthest point away from him. Because he also looks upset, and I'm not, like, in the business of bothering people. Like, I've sat in parks wanting to cry because I'm depressed because a man's been horrible to me. And then literally some prick with his kids will come and park right next to me. I'm like, can you not see me actually crying because of a man? And you just park here. Mm. It, it stresses me out. I think maybe... Uh, maybe it's an empathy thing or it's a I, I wouldn't have sat near him because he looked sad it bugs me that they sat near him I was like leave him alone he's crying while looking at a rock he's had a bad day <laughs> bad the, the day one, on the, the beach the one part of the film I didn't get and it's either a me problem or a mid-sized sedan problem yes so I don't get why he wasn't aging because you see the She's scene with dead, yeah. because you see the scene where I think the day before mm. He's there with the first woman that died, and she goes off for a swim. And then she dies. But then, yeah, but you don't know she's died at that no, point. No, no. And then, so therefore, was he there all night? And if he was there yeah, all night, he's shouldn't there he have aged? He's and there he didn't seem to like age at any point. And and it didn't explain why he had a nosebleed. Can we just talk about though how beautiful his eyes are? He's a he's Very. a he's an African American with blue eyes. Oh, what. A Genetic perfection moment. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Yeah, I don't get that. I didn't really think about that till you brought it up, actually. That's a very good point. Maybe there are people who are immune to it, and that's part of the experiment, you know, because it is also, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Old, I'm going to give away the ending we are. It's a huge experiment in it so that they can cure diseases. So everyone who goes on there, maybe the nosebleeds was something to do with his disease because he never talks about his disease. Yes, yes. Yes, that could have been it. Um, everyone has some kind of disease or the member of the family they're with has the disease because not all of them are healthy. Some of them are healthy, aren't they? Like one woman's got cancer and the other one hasn't and then the, the kids are all pretty healthy to a degree. Yeah, and by their lives speeding up, you can trial different medicines that so take years what to doing. normally. Yeah. yeah, and that's the point of them all being on this beach. Um, Lo-fi, the boy and girl falling in love <laughs> and she has a baby within 10 minutes. They have sex and then they have a baby and it's just... I like that it's scene. N- it's nightmare fuel to me. I liked her acting where she was older Mm. But she was trying to portray someone who's mentally would have stayed young. I think she's like five young. or something. Yeah, she? she did that. Even how she walked. Yeah, she, when she, she eats the pasta and then waddles over yeah, and she's yeah, fully pregnant. She, yeah, oh. like th- I thought that was played quite uh, well. Also, their love is very immature. Have you noticed the way? Because obviously the boy and girl fall in love, and um, I think the girl perishes. Yeah, the girl dies, doesn't she? Uh, but the That's way, a fall. yeah, the way they're in love with each other is very. Yeah. It, it reminded me, trying to link to other films, it reminded me of, is it The Blue Lagoon? Yeah, I remember that movie. Where it's like, how, I've all, and I've always thought this, right? How do pe- humans, like, how do humans know how to procreate if you don't tell them how to procreate? Because you know what? I think about this Because animals have to do so that. You don't get, much. you don't get like a mummy fox telling children fox. <laughs> like, um, stick your... That into that. I, Jay, I, How do I, they know? I honestly think, I think about that's this. an interesting yes, topic. I think about this so much. Who? Monkeys are the only mammals that have sex for pleasure aside from us. So, 
Yeah. I think c- some cetaceans do as well. Oh, okay. The clever ones, like like dolphins and whales. Oh yeah, that woman jerked off that dolphin for that experiment in the sixties and the seventies. Really? Like you know, I've mean, never heard about that. No. There was a woman and she was trying to teach a dolphin how to talk or something. I don't know, but the dolphin and so she swung around with that. I think it was for NASA. I don't know. Anyway, well, the lipstick came out. <laughs> <laughs> huge scientific experiment and i and i read about do you know do you know how i first heard about it drunk histories the comedy central <laughs> <laughs> good show underrated. i see i'm educated which is track it really is underrated and it's brilliant but um so the dolphin would become frustrated sexually because it's a mammal and so she would um jerk it off to get back to science uh, and there's interviews <laughs> with her and she's like it was purely for science no one had pleasure but we did have a connection like it's so weird she clearly was in love with the dolphin but she's also like but it was for sight it was innocent but we were in love what, like watch her i'm gonna find out just 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 google woman jerks off dolphin science uh, i'll do that carefully i'll do that <laughs> why did that not work they'll do it there's interviews but yeah um there were very good acting in regards to everyone being you know still juvenile to a degree and things the, like that the casting for the different actors at different ages superb chef's kiss like yes the guy uh, they looked you could they looked like the person they were the guy from her hereditary the main son in hereditary plays the younger son who sort of grows up and prospers the most because obviously i mean quite simply we don't need to explain it most of the people who are old die quite quick um some people die from just idiocy and then others just well trying to escape and trying stuff. to escape and, and then obviously the elder ones just die like the old lady just dies doesn't she really quickly the baby dies because it can't get nourishment in the same way that uh, you know a human baby would and and have i mean even when the baby comes out you've got to get them to breathe and that's like time frames and if you limit that time frame the baby dies straight mm. away doesn't it there's all these interesting um there's a lot of thought that goes into it almost like now how i can't not think about how did the first i think he does that in all his films there's how? a lot of thought but Jake, that goes into that. But Jake, we aspect. forgot to answer the question of like, how did the first humans figure out? <laughs> Do you know what I think it was? In honesty, I reckon that like humans, because obviously we all essentially must let's be instinctful. Like no, 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 no. I don't think so. I think right. Let's let's go back way, way, way back in the way back machine. We almost exclusively lived in a country like Africa, and then it all expanded out. We were one big. Yeah, continent. we come from Africa. Yeah, we're one big continent. And what's Africa got? Lions, tigers, bears. Oh my! No tigers. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got like gorillas. Yes. Gorilla, gorilla, gorilla. For gorilla. Same. Gorilla. It's my talk box, Vince. It's got my words on it. Um, but like, I think that human man would probably see gorilla as ally in its you know basic form that we were, and obviously monkey like gorillas have sex in a very humanistic way. But that still begs Did the we question. Watch that? But how do the gorillas then know how to? It's a, um, it's a broader question. It's not just humans. It's like, how do any animals know to primeval, get it, it on? It's primal. Yeah, so it must be really... But as a human, you don't... Uh, do we feel that? Do you think you would have known what to do if someone, like... I think we'll never know because... A biology we'll lesson in year seven hadn't... I think we'll never know because we don't know the brain's thinking capacity of the first man. It makes me think they were, like... sapien... Homo erectus is when we stood up, wasn't it? Yes. And then there's Homo sapien was... Us. Us. And then what was before? Well, it's complicated because some were sideways, not below us. Whoa, were we crabs? 
<laughs> we walked so, sideways. Like, Nea- if we're going to get into it, um, anthropology kids. Um, yeah. uh, we didn't come from Neanderthals, but we no. sort of did. Yeah. They were in Europe when we were in Africa. Right. We went to Europe, okay? Okay. Oh, these black people uh, invading from on? Africa. Um, were the humans. And we they think we did kill them and stuff, and we out-competed them, but... Something it's something like this. Like, don't quote me on this. It's something between four and nine percent of human DNA is Neanderthal DNA. Wow. That can only mean one thing: they didn't just kill them. They mm, we humped them. Yeah, yeah. So they think <laughs> that's just where stick it in. <laughs> they think that's where the ginger gene comes from. Interesting. So, so you know, I said between four and nine percent. Yeah. So if you if you've got a ginger person, they're likely to have the higher towards. Nine percent. Europeans, Europeans are going to have a much higher percentage than say East Asians. Yeah, yeah. Uh, la, da, da, people from other parts of the world. So the w- it wasn't just like there was like this caveman thing, this caveman thing, this caveman thing. Like in a long line, it mm. was more like sideways. So like <sighs> there was a time when there were four different types of humans on Earth yeah, all at the same and time. They all have weird names. We like killed them all off, so we're the only ones left. Sorry. That's what I was trying to remember because I did learn about that a while ago. So I know there's like Homo erectus, Homo sapien, Homo something, Homo something. I mean, I don't know. There was there's one that was different um, names for them. a hobbit. I can't remember what they were called though. They were like miniature. Was that just your mum and dad? <laughs> <laughs> Hobbitus. I love your mum and dad so much. But it's really funny that the two smallest people ever found each other. Yeah. <laughs> there is that. Outside of people with dwarfism. Lord of the Rings <laughs> is true. Because your mum is so small and your dad is so small. But then I yeah. did all right considering. Josh, oh no, Josh is different oh, dad. Josh is um, dad. Victor's dad. Yeah, where were we up to? So um, I liked the music in it. It reminded me of the tense music, not as good as, but the tense music in Dunkirk. Oh, so yeah, like you're yeah, on yeah, this yeah, lovely yeah. beach. Um, good juxtaposition there between being on a nice beach and horrible stuff happening. Yeah, because Dunkirk was the same, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a pleasant vacation thing. Yeah, the big theme in it that it, it really brings out is humans are rubbish about thinking about their own ageing. So mm. just about you connecting with the one character. Getting ugly and, and old, yeah. Yeah, uh, calcium. Mm. Um, we're terrible at thinking about that. I think um, I think very vain people like myself aren't. Like, I think about it all the time. I'm very obsessed with uh, analysing how I look because of my um, personally low self-esteem and stuff like that. And so, obviously, spending a lot of time absolutely agonising and doing anything I can to reverse it and making a savings account to have plastic surgery. And I think that the woman who I related to the most because of that, I think she was living in a fear. She was She had to come to terms with her own absolute phobia. And it's an aesthetic thing, but I think the rest of them are more worried about like their mortality. Mm. I don't think the woman with the calcium care, if she died, I, she was just so concerned that no one saw how she looked. Yeah, and that's I think my body as- image. Yeah, my aspect of aging. Like, do I sit there sometimes and think like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this or this or this because I'll get old? No, I just start worrying about like how I'll look. It, it, this links to her death scene. <laughs> which is which is which is in fairness the most horrific one and i think that that was probably done on purpose possibly one of the most she, horrific things i've ever seen she is such a gorgeous woman she's very lovely she's very beautiful she's tan she's blonde she's thin she's stunning uh, the whole time i was watching it i just was like i wish i was as thin as you like i couldn't not when she's in the bikini i was like i wish i was as thin as you i couldn't take my eyes off it but she dies in a cave and all of her bones break and she's trying to like crawl out of a hole and all of her arms and legs break all at the same time and she looks so horrific and she goes from the most beautiful to the most ugly and it's very sad and her desperation Uh, made that happen in a way it was the closest thing to a horror film moment moment yeah but 
this movie, I didn't get, I didn't figure it out. No, I never figured it out. The, actually, I did figure out when they saw the reflections. I went, someone's watching them. There's a bit in the distance where they see yeah, reflections. Yeah, I didn't figure out why. No, I didn't figure out why. And I had no idea under the sun it was anything to do with the coral. No, that came very late. They do mention it. There is foreshadowing earlier in the film. But you don't remember it because you don't no. care at that point. And it's a also, very small thing. I figured out the wall thing because there's a point in the movie where um, they can't pass through a passage. And I was like, oh, so they're in some kind of like force field, some kind <laughs> of stupid thing. And it's obviously the rocks, you know, which is which is all around them when you start to figure out. You go, oh, yeah, it's probably the cliffs because you don't ever see. If you really pay attention, you very, 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 very rarely see the tops of the cliffs from where they are. You see it way, way off in the distance, but to a point where it's like unobtainable like sea is cutting it off or whatever but you never see the tops of the cliffs no. like above them they they do a very good job of sh- making making those you feel very small, small. Yeah. yeah especially with the woman climbing when she fell off yeah but there is no really way in in heckity heck that it was if you swim through the coral you can get out no no so idea. good again come back to your coding code decoded messages. Coded messages um i liked how it reminded me of a computer game so you know in like GTA, you can only stay in a certain area because the bridges are closed due to oh, an accident. Yeah. You can only stay in that zone. So they had that built into it where you couldn't leave the zone. Yeah. And I was so Reset. pleased. I was so pleased with this movie in a way where when it ended, you got to see the repercussion of it. Yeah, you don't normally get that in no. this sort of film. And it was very you interesting. You got to see the yeah, comeuppance. So they, the, the young, we're going to obviously spoiler alerts all the way through. Uh, the boy, the boy and the girl, the brother and the sister, the younger ones, obviously, they survive. I think they're about 50 when they get off the island, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they save around that Around 50. Age. And they go back to the hotel and they're like, oh, hey, by the way, uh, this hotel is a scam and they're trying to stick you on a beach so that they can do stuff. They met a policeman, didn't they? Yeah, and they, they expose the lab where all these people are working on these like disease cures and everything like that and watching them through telescopes. And it really, I mean, it's, th- it's probably only about 15 minutes, 10 minutes of the film, but they round everything up. And then I think the movie was so obscure, like where you're sitting there going, well, why were they on the beach? Why was everyone sick? Was that part of the beat? There were so many questions unanswered that you had to do it. Mm. Like, I think maybe some people probably would have gone, oh, it ruined the suspense. It ruined the, the, you know, the mystery. I think if you didn't have that at the end, we would sit here and go, does it make any sense? Mm. Does it make any sense? A a lot of modern uh, directors and producers like their films to end with a question mark. But that would have been too big. But Yeah. And also sometimes we like, we like the, Spoon feeding. Yeah, we like it filled in. Fill it in. Um, so that's so aging is like one of the obviously the obvious main mm. theme through the film. The other theme that I l- really like, which is a really good thing to think about, is morality with regards to is it okay to sacrifice a few humans for the good of the many? Yeah, it gave me very much um, like but polio ho- vaccine experiment vibes. You know, like you. I mean. I don't actually know if they experimented on people to create polio vaccines, but it was of a time or, you know, in human history where they probably did. Um, but let's say, you know, trials and experiments go on to this day on humans. Your mm. brother did one, didn't he? You know, your mother, in a sense, almost just done one, didn't she? You yeah, know? for a skin. Yeah, for a skin. And yes, it's done in a much more financially beneficial way. Didn't your brother make like three grand? I can't remember now. He did something but with asthma. I can't remember either. It was a, it was ages ago, but it paid for him to go on holiday. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> good for you, Josh. Get that money. But like you know, we do it in a much more PC way now. But back in the day, it would have been 
Much more gorilla. Yeah, I, I was thinking more extreme things. So Nazis tested on a lot of people. Oh yeah, Nazis. and we still use that evidence. Yeah. So as much as we yeah. think we're like bigger and better and stuff, and would question if you that trust film, your government and you think that we were really angry at the Nazis, everyone go and Google Operation Paperclip and uh, see you on the other side yeah. <laughs> of just absolute despair. Do you know there's so many people who wander around having faith and trust in the government, and then you start learning about stuff like that, and like you're saying, we still use stuff that the Nazis did horrifically to people. Mm. I rewatched a JFK recently. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm rewatching a lot of films I saw in my teens in the '90s that I didn't you get fully new understand. Perspectives on them, yeah. But um, of course, bloody long. It was like a Lord of the Rings. It was like, I think three, it's like three hours, yeah. But it's really good. And that's about obviously the assassination, all the cover-ups, and God, the Kennedys were cool. Mm. You remember my obsession with the Kennedys? I had for a while. That was another good film about his brother being Bobby. That was a good film. What was it called? Yeah, Bobby. It's just Bobby. called Bobby. Yeah, it's yeah. got a sterling yeah, cast. Bobby. It's got a brilliant cast. Lindsay Lohan's last quality, credible film that she was in. No, I tell a lie. She was in The Canyons. It was a great movie. Everyone, it's Gus Van Sant. Everyone hates it. I love it. It's great. Um, rounding up. We're okay. talking a lot. Can, We're talking so a lot. Can I, um, can I give you my three conclusions from this film? you got a minute. Okay. Go. One, eat calcium. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Two, coral saves lives. I've stepped on coral. I don't agree, but let's keep going. Three. Um, to- tropical islands make teens. Sexy. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Do you know what? Actually, no. I take back your point, too. Um, because um, coral is, like, really good for the ecosystem, isn't it? No, as in, we're bad. We destroy it. But shouldn't yeah, we? Yeah, no, it's good. It's, yeah, it's, um, it. it's a good habitat. It's good for biodiversity. This week's episode involves Jake teaching me things and me being stupid. Do you know Science, what I, bitch. Do you know what? <laughs> on a completely unrelated film note, I always fondly reminisce on our times when we lived together in St. Mildred's Court. We watched a lot of films. We watched a lot of documentaries. Yeah. Do you not remember? And I always say to people, oh, when I lived with Jake, I felt like I was in a monastery of learning. <laughs> Because we would <laughs> listen to music together, we would play music together, we would exchange books, we would exchange movies, we would watch documentaries together, and it was very much um, like we lived in this little underground flat of culture and art, you know? Yeah. I felt very creative there. Yeah, you write a lot of songs there. And I also felt very, very educated. Like, I felt like we spent a lot of time exploring the world. You know, yes. from our armchairs, in a sense. And, you know, we did create this little hub of learning, I feel, and culture. And you made me read that book, Atom. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Good book. Good ah, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good ah, book. there's a film about Oppenheimer next year, isn't there, coming out? Apparently so. I don't know much about it. I haven't done much research. So I think a lot of the characters from that will be in it. They're also, not characters. They're real also, people, on a complete side note, I remember living in that flat. It's the first time I watched People vs. Larry Flynn. And I love that movie. And you made me watch it. I can't remember it. You made me watch The People vs. Larry Flynn. Like, you didn't watch No, no, it. I know the film. It's just gone out of my head. You, yeah, existing. You, you didn't make me... You, I remember you Maybe didn't watch it with that. me, and I was writing my dissertation, and I was like, oh, and you were... I think you were going out with... Dan! <laughs> <laughs> you were going out with your brother. And I, was like, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll watch it. And I was typing my dissertation. I remember watching it, and I was like, to hell with the dissertation. This is brilliant. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I'll see ya. Like, the way you just... And Edward Norton being his lawyer. And well, Courtney, he's a good actor. Courtney Love is so good in that movie. <laughs> Gosh, she's a great actress and she deserves the respect for being a great actress. Audio listeners, thank you for joining me, Jake. My pleasure. 
And of course, it's the end of the show. And as I always say, please go follow us on our social medias at UK Film Review on Instagram. We are at UK Film Review on Facebook. We are at face, uh, UKFilmReview.co.uk. You can email us there for sponsorships. We could talk about your film festival, your movie, your up and coming podcast that you might have going on. Rivals. And if you're popping over to Spotify where you're hearing this right now, please do not forget to drop that little star signs down at the bottom and rate the show depending on what you think. It takes a second for you. It means the world to us. We are trying to move up in the world. We're trying to move up in the algorithms and we need you to press those stars to do so i'm not too proud to beg <laughs> <laughs> they all do it on youtube just press the stars it's a thing you got to press the stars for us to move up like i mean i use spotify every day i didn't know that was a thing sorry yeah okay so i'm gonna just say it everyone if you're using spotify on your phone underneath where you've clicked on us and it says uk film review podcast like the picture you know there's like a thing and it says star it's like got stars it's just like four or ten or whatever click on that and you can rate the show out of five and so obviously the like anything like so like subscribers on youtube that's what moves you up in the spotify algorithm okay. So please do, uh, if you have five seconds, we'd be super grateful for the for the ranking and we're loving you very much. And once again, thank you for joining me, Jake. I hope you enjoy your food. I loved it. Thank you. And thank you for listening, audio listeners. Oh, I haven't said the special words. Uh, subscribers, saga, and suspense. What does that <laughs> mean? <laughs> Every subscribers? Epi- yeah, subscribers. Every episode, I just seem to make up words, and those are some of them. And uh, okay. oh, I did also, I did also say today, I was talking uh, to pals, and I said, God, there was a period of time where I mentioned you on every podcast, like, and I'm I, the famous one. But I feel like I haven't done it in ages, so it's good to have you back. And it's Emma, I hope you've enjoyed this episode because <laughs> you're, you're a num- She's the number one fan of you. Isn't that nice, though? I'm, I'm just your biggest fan. I feel like she's. <laughs> Mentalist. I feel like she's going to really enjoy this episode because we learned a lot. We've all learned a lot today, haven't we? Uh, uh, you know, we discussed. We we yeah, ventured. Like we ventured forth. I taught you about dolphin wanks, and you thanks. taught me about um, biodiversity. Thanks. Yeah. We've. We, thanks so much. Anyway, everyone, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Jake. Bye bye. Take it's your calcium. Take your calcium, and it's goodbye from everyone in the podcast gang. And we will see you all next month, where I'm going to be talking about other things that I haven't planned yet because I'm a consummate professional. Oh, uh, the new ending to the show is um. Jake, I'm going into a tunnel now. Uh, goodbye. I can't hear you anymore. Are you, going, are you going into a tunnel as well? Yeah. So you're going, oh, goodbye. I'm going in a tunnel. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.